This week on Ultra 64, it's a four-on-four battle royale to the finish as we say goodbye to wrestling games on the N64. Welcome everyone to Ultra 64. We are the internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog and we are giving it a double hammer, lock, throw, wrestle, (laughs) turnbuckle, through the skylight promotion. There, I learned words. My name is Steve Guntley. You can call me Mr. Ass. And questioning Steve's math... Woody Siskowski, shouldn't it be a two-on-two match, Steve? I mean, we played four games. There's four of us here. Your intro was eight people. There's there's four of us against the game. We are against the oh, games. We're not oh, playing the games. Okay. The games no, are our enemies. An relationship with the games on the Nintendo 64. I know I have exactly. because I am never a fan of these wrestling <laughs> games. Who, who else? Who it's else true. These have? are these are the hardest ones. These are the hardest ones for Woody to get through. Uh, but luckily, we have a lot of help this time around. Uh, joining us once again is our good friend Blake Getch. Thank you again for being here, yeah, Blake. Thank you again for having me for the third first time. It's always a you, always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so many good first times to have you on. Oh, Blake yeah. has been with us through every wrestling game so far. And this week, we are also adding another member to our squad of outlaws or blue meanies or whatever. I don't know <laughs> troops, but uh, we have someone who has a, a, a li- lifelong level of expertise with wrestling and with video games, uh, the host of the uh, Cheap Popcast podcast over on the Laser Time Network. Please welcome T.L. Foster. Hey, T.L., how's it going? Hey, I'm T.L. Foster. I've been a... Uh, I've been a video game fan all my life, but I've been a wrestling fan for it's going on twenty twenty four years now. Uh, which wow! Is very okay. Weird. Um, because I'm, I'm I'm in my early thirties, but I've been a wrestling fan since about nineteen ninety six. Six year old. Okay. Six year olds love wrestling. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so so uh, like. We're we're very excited to have you because I, I don't know like our our thing with wrestling so far has been well Woody's very anim has a lot of animosity towards it which I understand <laughs> yeah. he's kind of the same way uh, that I was towards football games um, and I I have been trying I've been really wanting to like these games more than I ever actually have liked these games and I'm somebody who uh, does not have a lot of background in wrestling. Uh, so I don't really know too much about it or, or the, the intricacies of it. So we're very excited to have someone who definitely knows those intricacies uh, personally. I wanted to ask you, TL, um, what's kind of your history with wrestling? Like, what was it that got you into it? What's the appeal for you? Like, Who do, what... who do you have feuds with? Who are you taking? You know, like, what's your key fob? All that kind of stuff. Uh, sure. So um, I, Key fob? Like, like a key Yeah, chain? it's a key fob. It helps you get into your it's car. It's keyless entry. Isn't that? I thought that was the whole deal with wrestlers. Is once so, you get signed uh, for wrestling, they give you a keyless entry car. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> they give you a key fob to go with it. 
they, they give you it and they give you all the insider terms. Uh, no, um, so it's really weird to me. So I, I grew up, my dad, it, my, my stepdad is originally from Philadelphia. He was really into wrestling. But when I was like when I was really young, I it never I never understood it. Like I had like a I had a Roddy Piper like toy, one of those toys that had, like hmm. one point of articulation. Like so they were just like really just gaudy like um, uh, paperweights, right? Um, and I just had never got it until about 1995, 96, and I was just watching television one day, and I put on it was like a random match. It was um, Harlem Heat versus the Public Enemy on a on a um wcw saturday night and i don't know what it was about the match but the match i'll never forget it, it ended in a double pin um rock or rock and steve in a uh, booker t they they basically rolled each other up into a pinning predicament and yeah. um they pinned both of each other each shoulders to the ground and i just remember being a kid being like wait that's like well, that's like sports, kind of, and like this, this like I don't know who, what. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to watch it, and then I, the next year, like, oh, there's wrestling on Monday, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll watch wrestling on Monday, and I <laughs> saw, uh, I was watching WCW, and it, it just really didn't, it didn't grab me like that match did, but then I put on WWF, uh, WWE now, um, and it was the lead up to Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart in their very famous. Um, Iron Man match, but the lead up for it, they were pulling it like a sport. Like each person was mm. out watching the other person wrestle and talking about like how good a wrestler they were, and that got me. It was that kind of storytelling, and that's why I became a fan and why I'm still a fan today. It's that whole being able to tell a story in a different medium. Like I, I'm a writer. I write, you know, I, I've write, I've written a short film, and I love mm. like how stories are told. And in wrestling, I always compare it to like it's like live theater mixed with sports mm -hmm. and being able to watch someone tell a different form of a story by the human emotion that we uh, uh, like we put onto sports, right? So if you watch football, you can make all these things happen. It's like, well, this player, he has this, he has to overcome that. And in wrestling, you can do the same thing. But because hmm. it is scripted, and that's the word I like to use other than the F word, right? Uh, because yeah. it is scripted, <laughs> you are able to look at wrestling and be able to see those stories and figure out, you know, why you want to root for a Hulk Hogan or John Cena and why you want to boo a Ric Flair or, you know, a, a Bray Wyatt, like something like that. It gives you that chance to, to see all the aspects of professional wrestling. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, I, here's a very, very basic question that like I haven't figured out how to ask in any other capacity. Like, how does a wrestling match unfold? Is it every bit beat for beat scripted out, or do they have a certain set of moves and then they just kind of communicate to each other and improv on the day? So I'm 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 not a wrestler. I know a lot of wrestlers. So right, <laughs> um, and, I, and I always I want to preface that because. It, it, we can, especially as fans, kind of like trivialize it like, oh, well, it's very easy. And with some wrestlers, some wrestlers will script out the whole match before they even uh, go into a ring. I know uh, very famously Macho Man Randy Savage, um, Bret Hitman Hart. These were guys who would rather, instead of calling it in the match, basically saying, oh, hey, we're going this match and we're going to use this move at this moment while we're in the match, like they would actually fully script out the match. But then you'd have wrestlers like Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, who would kind of, before they would go out to the match, they would know the ending, 
um, and the kind of story they're trying to tell. So who would win in the ending, how they wanted to end it. And then while they're in the ring, they'll call the matches in the ring. So they'll, you know, they'll say, okay, well, we're going to do a hip toss here. We're going to uh, do a turn or throw, throw me to the turnbuckle. And then I'll do this move. And that's when you, that's the reason why, you know, you have a referee in there. A referee is someone mm-hmm. who can also say, hey, this is what this wrestler wants you to do and everything like that. And you're just feeding off the crowd. It really is dependent on who oh. is wrestling in the ring. Um, and, and there's people who, who excel really well at planning the match beforehand because they have a very solid vision of, okay, here's how I want a match to go. And then you have people who are really great at calling an audible in the ring because they hear what the crowd is going for. And then, and in, and in that environment is the more key thing. You want to get the crowd to be hyped in what you're doing. So if you're able to feed like, okay, well, I know if I'm doing this, if I'm doing all these, they call them high spots, but if I'm jumping off a lot of stuff, right, and I'm doing these yeah. high-flying moves – that's going to engage the crowd in there. Or if I'm doing it and I'm getting no reaction, okay, well, let's find out how we can adjust to that. It's a really weird, like I said, it's very much live theater. It's a really weird ballet of seeing yeah. what can work and what can't work. And honestly, that's stuff that I'm really intrigued in. I, I, I've, as I've gotten older, I really love looking at wrestling and like, okay, how are you adjusting to this? And how do you get like this? And I tell people all the time, if you don't get professional wrestling, I honestly, I get it. Especially on television. I feel television is not a great medium to tell those stories because it's we like prefer, watching. We prefer the medium of marionettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but it, it, watching a television, it's like watching a Broadway show um, on screen, right? Like I, I just watched mm. a really good video essay by Lindsay Ellis about cats. And how she was yeah. saying, like, how Cats, you miss so much not seeing the actual live theater mm-hmm. version of Cats because they have to. Because get... they, like, come out into the crowd and do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It, it's telling it's telling yeah. the story in a different medium. And I think that's with professional wrestling. If you watch it on television, it's a different medium. How they're telling the story in that medium sometimes doesn't connect as well. But watching wrestling live, it's so great. And you just get in, enamored in watching it and it allows you to see it in a different way. Um, I, I, I could see that. I could see um, live wrestling really sort of bringing out the heart and excitement for it. Right. And then, and what's great is I, I live in Florida, um, which is like the only that, positive That doesn't thing I sound great. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, in Florida, we have – so there's a new wrestling organization, AEW, which was started by right. um, Dusty Rhodes' son, Cody Rhodes. Um, and – but also in Florida is WWE's developmental – system which is called nxt um and they have a wednesday night show but they do what's called the coconut loop which is all the different uh small cities in florida and it's great you get to see wwe talented wrestlers a lot of independent wrestlers who come through there and it's for front row seats and it's not a really big like it's a small like VF, vfw hall uh but for like front row seats it's 25 dollars for standing room only seats which are like Still, you can still really see the ring really well. It's like ten bucks. So ten bucks oh, wow. to go see great live entertainment, um, you know, on a Friday night and get to get enraptured to see what's great about professional wrestling. I can't speak highly highly enough about it. It's so great. So uh, that's so amazing. That's that's excellent. Let's, Let's go. go. Like, Let's go. like I could show. I could I could deal with some Florida right now. I'll be honest. <laughs> Well, see, I think I was just waiting for somebody to put this wrestling in the context of cats for me to really understand it. And I think now, 
Now it makes sense to me. Thank you so much for explaining that to you. That, that's actually really helpful. And that helps me kind of frame how a match goes. Because I was always a little confused by that. Like, how is there any room to be surprised or anything like that if it's all scripted? But it's not necessarily right. all scripted. So that's good to know. And the, and the, all right. Um, and the thing is, well, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I said I could talk about wrestling forever. But the thing, the great thing about <laughs> it being scripted and the great thing about watching so much wrestling, it's when you're able to of like subvert your expectations right so a lot of wrestlers will use the the same kind of um the same kind of like um uh finishing sequence right so it's it's right. just normal storytelling okay i know they're gonna go into this into that and that um but then when it's erupted like when you see a a opponent who's like oh i know you're going to do that so here's how i'm going to counter it then it becomes the chess game of okay how do they figure out how to beat that and that's what's really yeah. great. And then, like I said, with wrestling, it, it, it you can get very like deep in the milieu because WWF wrestling was different than WCW, and and American wrestling is different than something like Japan, which has its own splinter uh, stuff, and Mexico, which has its own splinter stuff, and it's yeah. just so great. And we're living in a really great time. If any of your fans or you guys ever want to check with wrestling, because we're in such a global market now, you get to see everything. And yeah. you get to find what works for you. I always tell people, if you don't like wrestling, it might be one form of wrestling you don't like. But if you if you look out, there's something that you can see that you're like, I understand this connective, like, connective-wise, and I can gravitate to that. That's perfect. See, this is why we need you here, T.L. <laughs> you you're explaining this so much better than I can. Uh, so I, I just realized I have not even said the name of the games that we played today. We played four of them. We played four of them. We played uh, WrestleMania 2000, or WWF WrestleMania 2000, rather. We played ECW Hardcore Revolution. We played WWF No Mercy. And we played WCW Backstage Assault. So these are the last four wrestling games on the Nintendo 64. We've covered the other six. Uh, I don't think we necessarily liked a single one of them. And <laughs> playing these now, like, honestly, playing playing some of these games today was really, really enlightening for me. And it helped make me feel a lot better about my rankings earlier mm-hmm. because I feel like like we genuinely had not seen a good wrestling game until today. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are two, like, genuinely excellent games that I played on for this episode and I think these are the only two wrestling games I've liked on the N64 so far. So I thought I was just like not getting it. I thought it just kind of wasn't clicking. I think they just genuinely were not good games until now. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe I'm the only one with that take right now. But uh, that's kind of how I'm going with it. Um, let's jump into our first game here. Uh, WWF WrestleMania 2000. This was released October 31st, 1999, which means we get a jingle. Woo! <laughs> This is the day that uh, uh, something like 5% of all N64 games were released on this day <laughs> uh, for some reason. Uh, this was developed by Aki Corporation and Asmic Ace and published by THQ, and it was also released on the Game Boy Color. So uh, this is the first uh, WWF game from THQ. Uh, they were the developers uh, with Aki of uh, WCW World Tour and WCW Revenge. Uh, but uh, they jumped ship over to the WWF for this game, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was to the best for everybody. Acclaim, who was developing the other WWF games before, they went on to do the ECW games, which we will talk about in a second to see how that went. <laughs> 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about WrestleMania. So WrestleMania, uh, for those who happen to not know, this is like the Super Bowl of professional wrestling. This is like the big show at the end of every year. And uh, this has been hosted every year since 1985. The very first WrestleMania featured a tag team title card match. It was uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Superfly Snuka. And that event had uh, oh, no, 100,000... No, no, no. um, actually... Was that not right? Yeah, so it, the match was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Piper and uh, beautiful Paul Orndorff. Um, and they oh. were brought to the ring by um, by uh, Bob Orton, Randy Orton's father. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and Randy Orton's still a guy who's going today, right? Uh, or he was going. Yeah, he's he in some still, of these games. Randy Orton is still wrestling today, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, still one of the biggest ratings events ever was WrestleMania three for the franchise. That was the one that had the iconic match between uh, Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And it also had a really great showdown between uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and uh, fuck who else? It Steamboat? was uh, yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, it was, yeah, that's it. That's, that's considered it. one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. But obviously, like I said, the spectacle is the immovable object for uh, the the unstoppable force versus the immovable object, Andre versus Hogan, and Hulk Hogan becoming the first wrestler to body slam Andre the Giant, which was a big, big deal. Oh, he was a 600-pound man at this time. Like, it's insane that anybody, even like a totally ripped Hulk Hogan, can lift that much man. But uh, pretty impressive, pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, so that, yeah, we've had the WrestleMania every year. Appropriately enough, this year's WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 36, is happening right now, this weekend, as we are recording this. Uh, I timed it terribly. I should have looked this up. Um, there, there was some question about if the event was actually going to happen this year at all because of the coronavirus. All the, all the wrestlers are, are required to stand six feet apart. They, they, they're really <laughs> leading into the scripting. They're, the new, the new gimmick is they all have force powers. And they're just so so shoving oddly, people. They're yeah. basically they're basically playing just like back, backstage assault plays, yeah. right? Yeah, they're exactly. just six feet apart, grabbing at nothing like, at, until they could pump. Oddly enough, there was a wrestling event that was run by, um, I believe the company's called Game Change Wrestling, uh, which uh-huh. was called Social Distance Wrestling. Um, oh. And as they did the moves, they were six feet apart, and they would do the move, and basically you would do it through the air. It almost looked like a video game clipping, uh, but that's <laughs> okay. how they did the match. It, it, was, oh, it was great. It, it was really I really cool. love that idea. So how are they making it work this year? They split it up. It's it's going to be in a new arena. It's going to be over two nights. Right. And for the first time, the pay-per-view event is going to be to a completely empty house. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they're doing it. Um, so in Orlando, like I said, they had their developmental company, um, NXT. It's based out of Orlando, based out of uh, the Full Sail Arena. But they have a, a um, performance center in Orlando as well. Um, in that performance center, which is really great. By the way, um, they bring in six rings, have people train in the six rings. Um, they took those rings out, so they have basically now a ring set up in that performance center, and they have a whole setup with chairs. I don't know why they have chairs, because obviously there's no one there. Uh, but that's how they're doing it. They're doing it, and they've been doing a lot of their shows in these empty arenas. Um, yeah. And so it's been a mix of that, and then um, there has been some cinematic wrestling matches that have also been taped. Uh, one that aired um, the night before we recorded, uh, which was called the Boneyard Match, which was AJ Styles versus The Undertaker, uh, which is a instant classic, by the way. If you like cheesy uh, movie <laughs> fights, absolutely watch this. <laughs> at, 
at one point the Undertaker uh, is buried, it is in a grave, and then AJ Styles is going to bury him with dirt. And then right before he starts the bulldozer to bury him with dirt, the Undertaker appears from behind him like Jason <laughs> and attacks him. Um, at one point, Metallica comes out of nowhere. Um, it's great. I I don't know how to sell it. It's just it's tremendous. But that's how they're doing WrestleMania this year, and it's. It is, it's been a very weird experiment with wrestling during the whole COVID-19 crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's literally about touching people as much as you possibly can. Well, <laughs> well, not, not just that. It's, it's about touching people, but it's also about crowd interactions, right? Like, how, yeah, do, you, yeah. how do you get yeah. a crowd to, to cheer and root for you when there's no crowd there? Exactly. So it's, it's been a very interesting thing. I do know that um, as of this recording, both AEW and WWE – are no longer actually shooting anything new. Um, one of the big mm-hmm. things that happened um, this week was in Florida, we have officially gotten to uh, stay-at-home status. So that um, yeah. killed a lot of the shootings because AEW, again, is based out of Jacksonville, uh, where I'm from. Uh, they could not shoot here. They ended up having to go to Georgia, and then Georgia initiated their own stay-at-home. Um, so mm. as of now, they have both stopped anything new. Um, but they did both shows did weeks of uh, basically prep. Like, WrestleMania has already been shot and done. Yeah. Um, but it's all now being tape delayed. So both shows are going to have tape delays that are going to air out because uh, they've they've built it. And that's one of the great things about writing these shows. You can build it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's insane. That's, that's crazy that that's happening. Now, uh, Blake, I want to turn to you a little bit yes. because when I first roped you into these wrestling episodes a million years ago, <laughs> it was because uh, you said you'd played – this specific game, WrestleMania yes. 2000, yep, yep, yep. you said this was kind of your go-to. So uh, how was it uh, revisiting it? Does it hold up? Is it still any good? Oh. Is it uh, – I, I don't know. How do you feel oh, about yeah, it? No, absolutely. It's always going to hold up for me just because it holds like the memories of being the first wrestling game that I've played on the N64 um, along with like my brother. And just yeah. like sitting in our room with our big box TV, like creating our own characters and – just kind of going through like tag team matches and stuff like that. So it, I think that's what really ties me into the game and is what is going to keep WrestleMania 2000, like my like favorite wrestling game overall. Yeah. Like I, I will say I, I had an immensely fun time right? playing yeah. this one right from the get go. And I think it helped because, uh, and, and I'm Woody, I'm very curious to hear your take on this. So, we recently did a Patreon episode where we played Def Jam Fight for New York, which uh, Woody and I both agree mm-hmm. is a phenomenal, fun game. And it's from the makers of this game. Uh, and you can really kind of see like the prototype of Def, Def Jam in this game and in No Mercy. So I was really curious, Woody, did this game hold up for you at all? Did this have any appeal in any way? Um, it was these games exit out of my memory so quickly and we've already played seemingly a million of N64 wrestling <laughs> games so it was hard to remember how this compared um, yeah. but I definitely like I, I do agree with you it does sort of set that blueprint um, and it does seem like a much sort of better thought out game than a lot of the other wrestling games that we've played um, Yeah, I think especially the, the presentation here um just worked a lot better and sort of the animations of the wrestlers all seemed very fluid. I still think that just as a whole wrestling games just don't really agree with me because they just feel so slow and clumsy. (laughs) 
Um, I just, I even even in these sort of more polished ones, I never get a great sense of having a lot of control over my character. And I I agree with that. I think this is the first game that we've played, the first wrestling game that we played, where I felt like I actually was in control, yeah, and that like. Right. The button presses I was making with my hand were corresponding to the actions right, I wanted right, to right. happen on screen. Like it, it, you know, a lot of times these wrestling games are just like I feel like I'm just flailing at nothing until it's over, and then I just want to walk away. Here, I felt like, okay, I still need some things explained to me. I like, think that I, was I, that was really my biggest issue with um, these these games specifically is the mechanics are just not well explained and like. I think that part of the appeal of these games are relatively simple. You only have yeah. one attack button and like one grab button, mm-hmm. and um, a yeah. lot of your special moves comes from pressing different directions. But I, this game also seemed to have a fairly in-depth sort of counter mechanic of the ability to sort of yeah. break out of grabs or tur- you know do reversals or things like that. But there's no training mode that explains how these things are triggered. <laughs> I, I definitely had to look up the manual online just to kind of figure out some of the basic controls. Because, again, if you're not like a wrestling fan or you're not somebody who plays a lot of these games, you're going to go into this like it's a fighting right. game. And that's just not the right approach. You know, you it's a much slower experience. But this one um, adds the attitude meter, which I think is a really uh, impressive mechanic, actually. So... Basically, your stamina gradually charges up the better that you do in the match. So the more mixed up uh, uh, moves that you're using and the, the more hits that you're landing. And you can, em- you can like draw these out by uh, uh, showboating to the audience by doing taunts using the analog stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll do a different taunt for each direction of the stick. And then that just kind of gives you like that audience. Uh, that's a pop, right? What, TL, is that, yeah. what, am I using that correctly? That's a pop. Why yeah. So like, is this game configured to use the control pad to move around and then the stick to taunt like it's really weird because this game you're moving in a 3d space i have no idea why they default to the pad instead of the stick so the the reason the reason why hmm. so um to give kind of like a a backdrop into this wrestlemania uh 2000 thing so the because the tsu the aki games that we got um were actually they're all they're all kind of mods of a previous um, wrestling game that was Japan only. Uh, these are the right. virtual uh, virtual pro wrestling games. Um, this yeah. one actually is a mod of Virtual Pro Wrestling 2, uh, Oda, uh, Oda Kaisho, which is the first mm. one to actually not have American um, wrestlers, and it kind of de-emphasized a lot of the of the wrestling like uh, the you know the wrestling um, unsportsman like things like you know like it, the over the show the theatrics and the over over showing right is kind of like built in to this game so mm-hmm. um, like you said Steve like the game is kind of built on how wrestling is built is when you start wrestling when you watch wrestling you don't ever see someone just come in and I'm going to do a, 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 a finisher right at the beginning right because again yeah. it's, it's a dance. It's a dance. And yeah, you bring yeah, yeah. everyone through, mm-hmm. and that's how you're supposed to treat the game. Um, and I get, I, I definitely get if you've never, like I said, if I don't know how if you've never even watched wrestling or if you've seen it like glancery, how you can just pick up that game and be like, okay, I understand how it works because it does really. It work. is very. Yeah, it's very like inside baseball too with a lot of the rules. Like I, right. for me, like being a rank amateur, I went into like the cage match. And I felt like I was doing really well, doing really well, but I couldn't win. And the, the match was stretching on 20 minutes. I didn't know the point of the cage match was to climb out of the cage. Right. 
You know, oh. like I just straight up didn't know. I thought it was just be in a cage and beat the shit out of each other. No, but the point is to get up over the top of the cage and then drop down, which I finally figured out how to do, and it was but very yeah, satisfying. But yeah, there's nothing that tells you that in the game, which is which is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. this game, all of these wrestling games we've played are just, like, flush with modes. One thing that I will give all these games credit for is they yeah. usually, like, have about 12 different modes that you can play and set up. Um, but I wish that they just took a second, like, as you were highlighting something to show you the basic rules of a different mode. Like, how do I know the difference between what, like, a Royal Rumble match is and, and a, ca- a cage match or a death match or anything like this? Like, it's just not well explained. And it's the same criticism I've had for some of the sim racing games. And it's clear oh, yeah, that yeah. they're not, like, I'm not the target audience, but it would be nice if they, like, did a few more steps to kind of invite me in and be like, hey, you want to learn more about wrestling? Here's a good way to do it. Because one thing, like, I actually learned, sometimes it's easier to go the other way around. I actually learned about professional football through playing um, ESPN NFL because, like, it actually gives you the opportunity to sort of explore different playbooks and see how, like, a running play is structured versus a passing play and think about strategy as opposed to when you just watch it on TV, you're sort of all caught up in the spectacle. You don't get to see those things. So it would be cool if sort of this game approached it that way, but it's very clear that it's like, you're only going to like this game if you're already really into wrestling. <laughs> right. And that's the problem, because I feel like the, the mechanics here are intuitive enough that like this could be a really good, like, my first wrestling game. Yeah, I agree. If they just kind of opened it up a little bit. Like to a five-minute five uh, training mode would, would have gotten me there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I said, it's for me. This was something like this was the dragon I've been chasing since. Like this came out in 2000. So I've been a wrestling fan for four years. And how everyone, how you guys feel about like these wrestling games? I would feel about like playing the wrestling games on the SNES. Like I get that these are obtuse, right? And it's like I don't understand how any of this works. But imagine going back from a system where even though it had four buttons, it basically used a two-button layout. And, like, you would have to, like, increase a grid to do a move, and then hopefully that move would work. And, like, mm-hmm. so those games were always obtuse. And then you go from that to the start of, um, you know, the the the, play, the PlayStation N64 generation with those acclaimed games, which are glorified fighting games. You have to use move sets and hopefully that the person's in red to do a finish and then like yeah. they were just like i said they were just like awful and then the thq playstation games which were just as bad because uh, they were the same thing the only thing that like, they had the claim of him for was they had like these small midi like openings if you ever get a time to look on youtube every wrestler like has like their own like five minute of like little of uh, of like uh, FMV opening where they all have to say oh, it's like you have Macho Man. Oh yes, the Macho Man Randy Savage. If you pick me, you could you'd be great. And then like you have Kevin Nash, like no, don't pick me. Pick anyone else. Pick Sting. I don't care. Like it's like that's what they're that's what they were great for, right? Um, so these games were so up too. So when you would get something like NWO, uh, WCW NWO Revenge or WCW yeah. World Tour, like, these games felt more like wrestling. They were still kind of off, and I, I think those games were a lot more bare bones. I agree with you. WrestleMania, uh, uh, WWF WrestleMania 2000 was, I, I remember renting it from a blockbuster, and I, I legitimately remember being so upset to have to go to middle school 
because I had just played this game and I was like, I can be Shawn Michaels and he has an interest music and it's not like this weird, like when they have their pyro, it actually looks like smoke <laughs> instead of just lines that were just drawn on there. And they have yeah, like. I could be Shawn Michaels and here I am in eighth grade learning the capital of Iowa. Like, <laughs> what, is, what is life even anymore? Right. Um, but it was. I'll, it was just it was just so it was such a great game to like in 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 that back end of like hey you're a professional wrestling fan here's something that is a one like as close to a one to one to wrestling as you could get right now and like I do think games have gotten better I think like had there been a tutorial like in uh, uh Def Jam Fight for New York which I believe is the best version of any of these games but they do openly yeah. say here's how you work this system here's what a strong punch is here's when you should do that like I, I think it had they had that I think it would be a better broad appeal but as a wrestling fan WrestleMania 2000 to me from the the gameplay to the extremely robust um career mode which is better than any career mode in any wrestling game like uh, it to me it was the peak wrestling game for like for years at least i will say um i did i do think that the intros in this game are very distinctly better than any of the intros that we have encountered um it is fun. This game has maybe the blurriest FMV I have ever seen. Like it, it's cr- it's crazy to me that somebody looked at the quality of these like these FMV clips. All, all the wrestlers in this game, like this game graphics are mm, medium. Um, like the, medium, I think the character yeah. models, all the guys look pretty bulky mm-hmm. and like their proportions look okay. But like their faces, they all look look like they just sort of tried to like break into like a woman's house and she smashed them with a frying pan. <laughs> like, they're all like sort of digitized just flat on the on the faces, which looks very odd cuz they just have fixed expressions. But yeah. the intros, yeah, the intros look super good. Um they it seemed like they paid for like f- almost at least a minute long versions of the intro songs. So and, like every oh, wrestler yeah. has a different song mm-hmm. and it's not just some like repeated riff but they're kind of intercut with these fmv videos and it's of like footage of the wrestler um and it's just crazy to me that a developer saw this fmv and the quality of it and was like yeah you can put it in the game like that so, because they're just so blurry it's impossible to even see what's going on right. so those are digitized versions of each wrestler's uh opening video uh yeah, which that's is why what I assumed. Why, yeah and then so the reason why they were able to afford all those songs is for the longest time uh Jim Johnston uh is was the WWE in-house um interest music guy. So throughout every era WWE has like a set in-house guy um so in the nine in the early 90s it was Jimmy uh Jimmy Hart who if you guys ever see him he's a, he's a he used to be a manager, he used to be Hulk Hogan's manager, he sounds like a very like high falsetto guy but he was like he started in memphis as someone who would make music in memphis uh and then he came um he had a very famous song i can't remember it right now but then he came to wwf and he would make like Shawn michaels <laughs> I wish. Uh, but he would do Shawn michaels so he did Shawn michaels theme song then they got jim johnson and jim johnson would do everybody's theme song and now is this company is this group called sfo who does everybody's theme songs the reason why all wrestling songs sound alike because, like, there's one guy who's making them all in their own image, right? So that's how you get around that. But it was, like, it was great to see, like, a three-second video of Val Venus. Because you're just like, 
I how do I've never seen this in a video game before. Like it blew it blew your mind in in 2000. Like, well, wait, this is something that could happen. There's no way it should happen. I was still amazed to see like a, a cinematic with a full like song and text on screen for a character named Mr. Ass, mm-hmm. and his song was "I'm an Ass Man." And it just kept looting that, looping that song over and over on my N64, and that made me very happy. Was I was also bit. surprised when you select uh, when you select uh, Steve Austin in this game, like on the character selection, he'll flip you off. Oh yeah, yeah, with both yeah. fingers, so, which also seemed pretty edgy for an N64 game. So that's uh, there are two taunts in the game that are very famous, which is the Austin flick off taunt, where he'll you'll huh. you'll flick the stick and he'll kind of like crouch down like in a squat and then like walk up to you, flipping you off. And then um, uh, Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass, his taunt, he would uh, turn around and he would pull down his pants and it yep. would digitize it. So you just see a digitized <laughs> circle, uh, but it's implying <laughs> that he's mooning you with his thong. This is a thing that he did in uh, in wrestling. That's ins- I did get that attack a couple times when I was fighting him. I did the rock versus Mr. Ass just because I'm a child and that amused me. Um I think we okay. We do need to move on to the next game, but uh, anything else to say about WrestleMania 2000 before we move on? Um, like I said, I think the I think the overall presentation of the game was really good. And I, again, I the the great thing about the career mode is it treated you like a wrestler. So you would have to earn up to get different title shots, um, different things like that. If you lost, it wasn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. no game over state. It really felt like you were going through a career mode in professional wrestling. Um, it was really great. I really, really love that career mode. WWF 2000 such a great game. I enjoyed it a great deal. I, I'm a non-wrestling fan, uh, and I, I really got into it. Um, I'm, I'm excited to... Well, well, I would say it'd be higher on my list if it weren't for one other thing, which we will talk about in a second. Um, but firstly, let's jump into ECW Hardcore Revolution. This one was released February 17th, 2000, developed by Acclaim Studios, Salt Lake City, and published by Acclaim. And this was also released on the Game Boy Color, PlayStation, and Dreamcast. So this is the first and only time we get to talk about the ECW. They had only two video games, this one and another one called uh, ECW Anarchy Rules, R-U-L-Z, uh, that came six months after this. And then there were never any more games. Um but I think no promotion kind of better exemplified the the attitude era of wrestling better than the ECW. It was all about shock value. It was about being as violent and gross and grisly mm-hmm. as humanly possible, hence the E for Extreme Championship Wrestling. Um, so this promotion started in the early 90s in upstate New York uh, as Eastern Championship Wrestling. And then eventually, as they evolved and started to develop more and more of an audience, they started relying more on these very violent stunts. One of their signature things, and uh, correct me, TL, if like this is done elsewhere as well, but I think one of the signature things I've seen associated with ECW is the barbed wire match, yeah. where the ring the ring is just replaced with barbed wire. Yes. Yeah. And then I also, yeah, I saw something else called the, what was it called? The, um, the Taipei Death Match, which is where uh, you tape your hands up and then you super glue a bunch of crystals to the tape. And you beat the shit out of each other with these like jagged pieces of glass on your hand. So uh, like, so all this, all that ECW stuff, like that's that's kind of ECW. That so that all actually came again. This is all everything rests around the uh, Japan. Um, mm-hmm. These all kind of came from uh, a Japanese wrestling company called FMW in the '90s. They were they were doing a lot of this uh, hardcore stuff. 
before ECW. So wrestlers like Cactus Jack, Terry Funk, um, who we know here, Abdul the Butcher, like these were guys who'd go to Japan and fight in Japan and have these like bonkers death matches. Like they would literally have like the Bob the barbed wire match where they have the ropes, and I know that's in the game as well. Uh, the barbed yeah. wire match, but they, they that evolved from the barbed wire death match uh, that they would have in Japan, where the ropes would be with um, you know in barbed wire. And then to win the match, there is like a compartment in the ring, and you have to put your opponent in that compartment and then blow up the ring. It's like an exploding what? ring match. Wow. Yes. Oh and my god. Um, I I have I've always been on the fence with ECW because ECW is it's really weird because like you would have like all these um, hardcore matches and you'd have wrestlers like New Jack. Um, um, there was a really great documentary that Vice just did last week about him on mm. Dark Side of the Ring. Um, and you'd, you'd have these wrestlers who would fight in these death matches or in kendo stick matches and stuff like that. But then you would have great technical wrestlers. like So wrestlers like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, mm -hmm. uh, Dean Malenko, um, Rob Van Dam, like these guys, uh, Jerry Lynn, these guys would start in ECW and they would have like – there would be like these classically like well-versed like technical wrestlers – Who'd also be in the matches with like guys like Sandman, who is a guy who you could see working at Home Depot, chugging a PBR, <laughs> uh, and then just like going into a bar. It's like, hey, I want to fight somebody. Like that. That was kind of like the the mix of what ECW was. Um, yeah, it seemed like it was much like it was rowdier. It was kind of like aiming a little like more working class even than than regular wrestling was, and. It was a lot about spectacle. Like, I tried to find... Like, I don't think anybody ever died in an ECW match, but some people came close. I read that there was yeah. a there was a 17-year-old kid who went by the name Mass Transit. He lied about his age to get into the promotion, and then he got bladed by Terry Funk during the match, severed no, so two that arteries. Was, yeah, so no, that was actually New Jack. So that's the thing to have... Oh, that was New Jack. Jack. Uh, yeah, oh, so sorry, is, yeah. It's it's very famously called the mass the mass transit um um accident. Uh yeah, so this kid um because he was a kid at the time, um wrestled as mass transit and then so in a wrestling match um especially which kind of originated in the south, but then especially with ECW because it's very hardcore, um there's a thing called getting color, which is when you blade yourself to make yourself bleed. Um contrary to popular belief, wrestlers don't use like ketchup packets or like blood capsules. Um, a lot of wrestlers will actually blade the top of their forehead. Um, if you ever see Dusty Ugh. Rhodes, you'll see like gashes around their head. A lot of older wrestlers, you'll see gashes around their heads. The reason why is if you blade on, you blade your head, your forehead, one, you're not, you're not in any chance of endangering yourself, right? Yeah, um, it's very thin but, right there, yeah. Right, and then the blood that comes from it, it looks very visceral because it, it just like it just bleeds straight through right mm -hmm. um Ugh. Ugh. so i'm not even seeing this it's grossing me out <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of wrestlers a lot of wrestlers will do that um so there's two ways of getting color you blade yourself which is you hide a small razor blade and you cut yourself or you have another wrestler cut you open it's called getting busted the hard way they can either Ugh. like hit you hard enough where you bust open or they can blade for you um so Mass Transit, um, the kid, he he goes in. He's like, okay, you know, I I don't want to do that. Uh, I, you know, can you New Jack? Can you blade me? New Jack was high, and I'm not saying that oh, as God. like a speculation. He has come out uh, on that documentary. He said like he was high. He was already upset with the kid as it was. 
Um, and he did it. And so very famously, Devon Dudley, a guy who used to wrestle in WWF, uh, TNA, wrestled everywhere. Uh, he was in the match with Man Transit, Mass Transit. New Jack told Devon, don't come in the ring. And uh, New Jack proceeded to essentially stab the kid in the forehead. Jesus. Ugh. It was really bad. They had to get security to take the kid out. He had to be stretched to the gurney. Um, and New Jack almost got arrested for it. It was it's it was a very it was a very like it was a very big thing, especially in professional wrestling. And I at this time I'm very tuned into professional wrestling, but then it became that's when we first got the first what is real, what is not, what can we do? And it honestly helped like hurt ECW from expanding. So ECW was a very regional thing and it would come on really late at night. Like I remember watching yeah. ECW and it would be like on like the really late like infomercial time. Like Yeah, it was on watch. like TNN. Like who the hell's watching TNN? <laughs> right. Well that that came right, that came in later when they got the thing and that's when they kind of changed oh, yeah. who they were. But before then it would be like like right before like Spice Channel previews would come on or that like weird work <laughs> on Wild preview. Like they would show ECW and they couldn't branch out because stuff like this, people would say, this is actually like real dangerous. Like this is real. Like WWF, we know that's not real. This is real. People are going to die. Yeah, that's messed up. I mean, I think that's the reason, like, first of all, audiences kind of tuned out because it got to be a little too gross. And secondly, like the, the league couldn't support all these lawsuits that started coming up. Like I know there were some lawsuits involving this mass transit incident as well. So like it just kind of didn't become worth the risk. Uh, they got the the TV show got canceled after one season. Mm. Uh, their assets got absorbed by the WWE. I think there was like a revival on Sci-Fi for a couple years, but I don't think it really took. But the ECW is essentially uh, gone now. This is the only little relic that we have of this is uh, this game. This notably is the first wrestling game to ever get an M rating from the ESRB, which. You honestly wouldn't really be able to tell because for all the brutality and the grossness that we were just talking about with ECW, that really doesn't come across in this game. I don't know. Did you guys find that? Like, it, it, feel, it felt very tame to me. Yes. Um, like, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, this game, I felt like the sort of presentation of WrestleMania felt a lot more totally in my face. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I do think that sort of the... I think that the graphics here, like just from like a still image standpoint, do look a little better than WrestleMania. I yeah. liked the sort of diversity of the character designs. Like in WrestleMania, you're just going to have a bunch of like beefy shirtless guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. This game, like everyone had sort of clothes and outfits, and it was really varied. Um, but there's just, there's, it doesn't really feel like there's much of that sort of more extreme action and the, the other game that we played um, backstage assault which we'll talk to in a little bit felt like it was trying a little harder to get there mm-hmm. yeah like, there were some weapons but like I got whacked with it and then the match just kind of ended because it was like who bleeds first but I never saw any blood or anything like that in the game mm-hmm. right and I think that the blood in this game is actually turned off by default <laughs> which, uh, I mean yeah. my mine Mine came on, like, after I beat on a guy for a little while, like, but it, it's just, like, it looked like a little bit of spaghetti sauce on his face. Like, it wasn't extreme in any yeah. way. Like, I didn't see right. a ver- I didn't, I don't know, maybe I just didn't find it. I couldn't find a way to turn on barbed wire matches in this. And, like... I think, to me, so much of what makes these games, quote-unquote, extreme is, like, animations and camera angles and sound. 
Like, I feel yeah. like that's mm-hmm. one of the main reasons that, like, Def Jam um, does such a good job is because each time you hit, there's, like, a real sort of crunch right, to it. Right. And, like, the camera gets in really close. And that was another thing that WrestleMania did well is, like, the camera was sort of always gave you a pretty good view of the action. Yeah. And so many times in this game... Um, the ECW game, like, I would sort of grab someone, and then I would just kind of lightly, seemingly twist their arm, and then I couldn't tell if I was, it was supposed to, my character was, like, biting their finger. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like, not a clear animation of what was supposed to be happening, and it was just felt, everything just felt very lifeless in this game, like, there was sort of, um, there was no music in this game, like, in yeah. the gameplay itself, and there was an announcer, but he's just very bland i don't know it was it was that same syndrome of everything just feeling very sort of quiet and sad and i was playing this game by myself and it's just like ugh, <laughs> and i am not not enjoying this there was like i mean especially going from i played these in order so i went from wrestlemania right to this and like wrestlemania you have this great crowd mechanic the crowd is always noisy they're a part of the experience and then you turn on ecw and it's like the, the match just starts. There's no production value. There's no uh, entrance music. There's no little video or anything like that. It's just two guys in a ring. It's dead silent. Uh, you don't hear cheers from the crowd, but occasionally they will boo you, uh, which is like kind of demoralizing. And it plays just kind of like a, like a less responsive fighting game. So this is actually using the exact same engine as WWF Attitude, which we played in our last wrestling episode. And yes, I did have to boot that up again to remember what it was like. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it is literally the exact same game. They just swapped out some of the ECW wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me as a non-wrestling fan, I didn't really recognize any of these wrestlers outside of like Raven and Rob Van Dam. Those are the only ones I knew. I felt like a lot of the wrestlers in here were fake. I looked up, I don't know, I looked up a phase. Is there a... TL, is there an actual wrestler named Big Sal? Uh, yes. Because like, I couldn't... F- okay. Yes, there is. He a, has no Wikipedia page. Uh, there <laughs> there is, is a big... Well, so that's the thing. It's like, if, if I if I, if I play the game of, is this real or is this a ECW wrestler, you'd be like, I don't know. Like, there was... <laughs> I mean, there was a there was a wrestler for a, for a while, and I apologize for like the slur of, of Little Guido. Uh, okay. Who, who wrestled as Nunzio in WWE. Like, it, it's just like... There's so many. There's, DCW was called the land of misfit toys because, like <laughs> I said, you could have a wrestler who was tremendous, mm-hmm. um, again, like a, a Lance Storm or, uh, you know, Chris Jericho, or you could have a guy named Balls Mahoney who had like <laughs> three teeth and like the crowd oh, yeah, would just I, shout I played, out balls. I played his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I played as balls. Yeah. When when, when are we going to get that balls and Mr. Ass crossover that we? Oh man, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure now. they did have a match in WWE. I'm oh my god, sure really? <laughs> <laughs> Who wins the eternal struggle between balls and ass? That's a that's an issue I have every time I sit on the toilet. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was dis- that was disgusting. I apologize. Um, so I mean, the, I I it was pretty valuable playing these back to back. Like I I mean Woody, I mean you pointed out the, the character designs look okay, but the facial the expressions, is very bad. Yeah, yeah, the facial expressions and the animation, like everybody in this game looks like Momo. You know that little internet meme of just oh, like the creepy yeah, smiling yeah. thing. Yeah. They all look like that. Like they look like somebody let their five year old draw a smiley face on this wrestler body. Uh, there's no like actual detail in any of it. And then I found I kept like 
clipping through the other guy when I was trying to do a grapple. And like the whole thing just felt very clunky and unresponsive and mostly just forgettable. Like, I mean, this is this is kind of their chance. Like this is uh, this is the ECW. We need to make our mark. We need to tell the world who we are and mm-hmm. who they are is a very boring, bland knockoff of the WWE, as it turns out. Like, according to this game, that's what they were. Uh, One you thing know. I will say about this game in the positive sense is um, I think this game probably has the most robust creator wrestler that I've seen in any of these wrestling games and maybe the most robust creator player mode I've seen on the system. Okay. Like, they go really in-depth in terms of, like, being letting you outfit the character. Like, you can select mm-hmm. head, give them, like, different face shapes, glasses, hats, tattoos, and then, then like... Uh, there was felt like a ton of customization and went back and it's like, oh, now you select upper body. And there was like five different categories and each one had about 20 customization options. And you can yeah. make really silly looking guys in this game. So I, that's not like a huge selling point if your game itself is pretty bad. Yeah, I was impressed by that content. Now, Blake, you're you're known for being like extreme and like very very violent. <laughs> you know, you've got your your barbed wire gloves that you usually wear. How oh, was yeah, this yeah. extreme enough for you? Was there enough? So, I full disclosure, I was not able to get my little hands on on these games except for WrestleMania 2000, of course, which I've oh, no played. Um, so I did find a gameplay on YouTube, and mm-hmm. surprising enough, there are five hour long gameplays of these games. And wow, I did watch them. Not all of them, but I did. So, <laughs> yes. I was gonna say, do you, you do not need to watch five hours of this game? Oh, I've been studying all night. It was it, it, was, a, it was a long <laughs> night. But <laughs> no, with ECW, um, it's it's kind of funny because I'm on the opposite side of you guys. Like, I don't know if um, I was watching the it was like uh, the PS1 version of it. So I don't know if there's a big difference between the N64 and the PS1 version, but uh, one thing I wrote was there is a large selection of wrestlers which I which I liked and it included a bunch of unlockable like unlockable people. Um, mm-hmm. So like you can unlock wrestlers like the Sheik and Cyrus the Virus, but you could also there's a, a category called the uh, Secret Jobbers, and that included a character named Nurse Ratchet and yeah uh, I fought her and, yeah yeah and Sound Guy Randy. <laughs> so so i assume these are just kind of like supporting characters from the show like that just would be around yeah, because yeah. the image of nurse ratchet just looked like a, a mugshot like just like a middle yeah like a middle-aged <laughs> woman's mugshot yeah. and then her model was like a sexy woman in a, a nurse's outfit yeah, yeah. so i didn't really know what was going on there with that yeah but um overall you know with this game i thought the sounds were great it was a uh, the mode that i was watching was career mode with um rob van dam and okay. the first match that happened it was like a tag team match um with don it was rob van dam and don murray versus um can remember the wrestler's name and uh trainer like mm. another another jobber and with the brut- brutality of it was at one point the uh at the other enemy wrestler grabbed a briefcase and just slammed it in the bag of Don Marie's head and she was sent flying like halfway across the ma- like the arena and I was that that was the last thing that I saw I was like okay you know yeah. the animation's getting a little better and so yeah it was like I I liked the look of it um I'm sure like playing it 
in person would be completely different. But for the most part, there was a lot of um, sounds coming from like the wrestlers, like before the match my, started. My my bet is that you played the PS One game mm-hmm. and or you watched the PS One yeah. game, and pretty commonly, um, uh, the first things to get cut from like PS One and sixty four ports is music. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. um, music and sound. So that that I bet contributed to that. Okay. Uh, we we probably got to keep moving on, or I don't I don't want a wrestling episode to be our longest. Episode. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, let's move True, on to yeah. our next one. Yeah. Uh, to WWF No Mercy. This was released November seventeenth, two thousand. Once again by Asmacase and Aki, and developed or published by THQ. And this one is actually a Nintendo sixty four exclusive. So I know this is the one TL was very excited to talk about, and. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to talk about it now having played it. This has been called by many to be the greatest wrestling game of all time. Uh, uh, it's it's considered to be the the direct spiritual successor to uh, uh, Def Jam Vendetta, and uh, or it the, is predecessor. the spiritual pre- predecessor. predecessor. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah excuse me. So uh, the release of this game was a little bit strange. The the original cart when they released it had a glitchy memory chip, and it would randomly delete your save data. So. THQ issued a recall and they let you like replace your copy with the version, you know, that didn't have that glitch. But the new version that they sent you had the gore effects way toned down and they were turned off by default. So I don't know. I think they maybe uh, caved a little bit to parents groups or something in, during that time. Uh, a couple other things were dropped. Like the manual describes a records section that you can access to keep track of your stats, but that's not actually in the game. I think it was cut to put more wrestlers in there. And this was also supposed to have a transfer pack functionality, uh, where you'd use the Game Boy Color version to uh, uh, unlock money that you could spend in the SmackDown Mall in this level or in this game, but uh, the Game Boy Color port was ultimately canceled, and so those features were removed from the game. All right, let's dig into this. This is the direct sequel to WrestleMania 2000, so it's going to feel pretty similar mm-hmm. to that one. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let, let, I'll, I'll turn this over to TL. Okay. What, what's your take on this one, TL? Uh, this is probably the greatest wrestling game ever made. Uh, oh, so you're you're supporting that you're I, I, you're supporting that okay. Uh, it, there's so so the the leap from WrestleMania uh, WWF WrestleMania 2000 from NWO WCW NWO Revenge was like leaps and bounds, right? It it felt like a it felt like a different game. Everything felt felt like very concise and everything like that. The leap from WWF 2000 to No Mercy feels like light years, like. It's still very obtuse in how the controls go, right? And I would, I'm very interested to hear, hear how you guys feel like the controls are. But me as a wrestling fan, it was really great because, like, it gave you more ability to do things. Like, in this game, you could throw weapons at people, which is something that you could never do before in any of the previous games. So you're able to throw weapons at people. The character creation was, like, immensely improved. And then, as a japanese wrestling fan a lot of the moves that came over were those old virtual pro wrestling moves that were never in any of the states games and now they're in the game so stuff like the burning hammer or the emo frosian like these are names that if you've never played if you've never like been wrestling like well i I go get that but like if you're a japanese wrestling fan you're like what like those are in the game and you could give those to your characters um the roster was tremendous again this is peak wcw and this is actually um my biggest attention with the ecw games the roster were a lot of people who wcw poached from ecw mm-hmm. so you had wrestlers like the dudley boys you had taz 
Um, you were able to, to get these matchups that you would never seen. Kurt Angle's first video game. Um, a lot of guys who went over from WCW. So you have Chris Jericho back in the game after he wasn't in WrestleMania uh, 2000 because he was still in WCW. Um, at the time that game was re- released. As well as member wrestlers like Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. Like you have all these like different wrestlers in there. And then the, the really great part was... You had to unlock the belts. In doing that, you do like these really intriguing story, like story modes, and they're branching stories. So to complete this game 100%, you would have to play through each belt line and do different things. Like in this match, you might have to lose. In this match, you can win the Royal Rumble, but you have to win it through these sets of numbers or it's a different path. It was so just intriguing with every step of it. And then the SmackDown Mall was so uh so robust and stuff so much stuff to do i have sunk in my lifetime of playing that game over a thousand hours of playing that game no uh, kidding i mean yeah i could see it because i mean not only do you have the branching storylines in the career mode like you can go through with every wrestler and it'll be a different experience for all of them and like it should be noted too that all of these games have like at least 50 plus wrestlers like there is no shortage of variety of fighters in all of these games mm-hmm. uh i got real hooked on this game i'm going to be honest i've spent most of my morning playing uh wwf no mercy i am having so much fun with it and uh I, I can't even really explain it. Like it, it it's <laughs> it's kind. Of, I mean, it's very similar to WrestleMania 2000 in a lot of ways. I think it looks mm-hmm. better. Um, we have it much looks nice. Way looks better. way way yeah. better. The faces are no longer smashed frying pans. <laughs> they are not. No, they look like actual people. Um, and I don't know. I I got in. This is the game I played where I was trying to figure out the cage match. You know, and I got into this 25 minute cage match with Hulk Hogan just because I couldn't figure out I needed to climb out. But like I kept playing and I just kept like using that time to kind of figure out like, okay, so this is how I like, I was setting him up. I was doing these complicated moves. Like I laid him out and then I climbed up on the turnbuckle and I jumped off and landed on his head. And then I did my like pop to the crowd and then I pinned him down. Like I was feeling like adept at a wrestling game for the first time in my life. Uh, (laughs) And I was having so, so much fun with it. And I think I'm going to keep playing it. Honestly, uh, this might be this might be what I'm doing the rest of my day because I'm really having fun with No Mercy. I mean, like it allowed you to do stuff like like you could target limbs. Now you could do it in the other games, but it really felt like if you targeted somebody's leg, all of a sudden they would just hobble the whole time. Yeah, and you could see when they climb the ropes, they're climbing it differently because they're injured, and there's just like. The small things that you, as a wrestling fan, you look at and you're like, oh, these are things I, I appreciate in watching wrestling, they were able to do in this game. It's just, it's such a tremendous game. It, it was just super fun. Like, I, I, it's just, like, fairly effortless to just, like, pick it up and play. Like, it, it has the same control scheme as WrestleMania, so if mm-hmm. you've played a little bit of that, you're familiar here. I think the big problem I have, and this applies to every wrestling game that we've played the entire show... Uh, it is very hard to it, it, it. Things get worse the more wrestlers you add. I think, in my opinion, yeah. because mm-hmm. because it's very it's very confusing trying to cycle between which wrestler you're targeting. Right. And sometimes if there's two wrestlers standing right next to each other, it's impossible to tell which one you're targeting until you try and throw a punch and it clips right through their body. You know, so that's something that's kind of annoying. I think I, I find I enjoy it much better when it's a one-on-one wrestling experience, or at least you know, if if we had four 
live people instead of me and three computers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would have been a more enjoyable experience. In any of these games, um, have we figured out how to use like a special ability or like the finishing move? Here I have. Yeah, here okay, here it okay. makes sense. Like you you need to charge up your attitude meter and once it's on that special mode, then you get someone in a grapple, you press a direction on the analog stick, uh, and that'll mean you'll execute your signature move, which will uh it won't kill your enemy right away, but it mm-hmm. will lower their health long enough that you can pin them. So and this is uh, one of the first games where so in each different um in each different position you have a, a, a different special, right? So you, if you have your special up, you can whip somebody to the corner. And if you're, if you're a wrestler, like every wrestler can have a corner finisher uh, where you're able to run them to the corner, grapple, and then uh, flick, usually flick up on the analog stick and then they'll do their corner finisher or if they're on the ground, they have a submission, you can do mm. that. Like it's, there's just so much you can kind of maneuver with it. And then some, some wrestlers, some moves like, cause if you do a submission on the ground, it doesn't like it doesn't perform a gra- it doesn't perform a grapple it just does to the move but if you have that special on if they have a like let's say you have Chris Jericho Chris Jericho has the walls of Jericho you can't do that normally in normal play but while you have special on you can grab the bottom and then they'll do walls of Jericho it is very there's a lot of like hidden like in-depth stuff in there but it, it's like once you figure it out it's like Aha, the aha moment, and then like, oh, let me go through and do all this stuff. I yeah. will say probably the moment where I'm like, oh, this is a, clearly a really high quality game was when um, my my enemy was running at me, and my character like ran up the wall and sort of jumped behind him, and then he ran into the wall, and I'm like, wow, that was really sharp animation, and it was timed really well, like. It's amazing the variety of moves that they put into this game, considering you basically only have an attack and a grab button. Yeah. And, like, all of the animations are just really fluid-looking, and the camera always sort of shows you what you need to see. It's just, it is a very polished game. It's a great mix of, like, easy to pick up and tough to master. Like, there's a lot of nuance and intricacy here that you really need to dig into, Mm -hmm. but... uh, and honestly, like, I thought, like, maybe I was just having some kind of Stockholm Syndrome or something. You know, I'd been res- researching and playing wrestling games most of the day. I'm like, okay, so uh, what? Is- so I went back and I played some of the other ones that we've played just to kind of refresh myself. And currently the highest ranking game on all of our lists is uh, WCW NWO Revenge, which is from the same team that made this game. And it- it's, a- it's a night and day difference. Like, that game we have that ranked pretty low. It's the highest rated wrestling game, but it's still ranked pretty low. And that still feels right. Like it doesn't, it feels like the mechanics are like there, but they're just not as intuitive. It's just not as fun. Um, and here it just feels like they got it figured out. Everything's clicking and it's just really fun to play with. Uh, even with all the little glitches and flaws, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I had a blast with no mercy. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to dig into this more. So we find ourselves on a on a tip of a mountain here, and let's we're gonna take a trek way, 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 way down <laughs> to the valleys. To yeah, talk we about are this uh, last game. How far we have fallen? Because now we're gonna talk about <laughs> WCW Backstage Assault, released December twelfth, two thousand, developed by Kodiak Entertainment and published by EA, and this was also released on PlayStation. All right, and TL again, I, I need to ask for your expertise here because I don't really get this game's thing. This game's whole thing is about taking away the ring from wrestling. All the fights in this game are happening, like, 
backstage, literally backstage. So you can be in the loading dock, you can be in the hallway, you can be in dressing rooms, stuff like that. <laughs> the hallway. Right. Beloved fighting game stage, the hallway. TL, is, is this a thing? In, why is this a thing? Why do we care that we're playing in a hallway instead of in a ring? <laughs> or should I, we not care? I, I don't know. So this is... So the WCW games got really bad when they left... Um, when it left when he left THQ, uh, so right. Kodiak had uh, actually did a game previous to this, which was WCW Mayhem. Uh, yeah, is, we played that last time, which yeah, is real bad. Which is really really bad. Um, I don't know. I, I as a wrestling fan, I've never understood like there like there's never been a wrestling uh, company where it's like oh, we're just gonna have all backstage matches. Uh, and backstage Assault was just a really really awful game. Um, well, like, that's just what I didn't get. Like, it, it's like, all right, let's do Smash Brothers, but we're only going to play Battlefield levels. Like, there are no right. theme levels at all. There's no, no flair, no flash, no anything. And it's like, I know, obviously, in, in wrestling, like on TV and wrestling, sometimes you'll go, like, out of the ring and you'll follow the story backstage or mm-hmm. to the dressing rooms right. or things like that. But I didn't think that these were so novel or beloved that we needed to make a whole game out of them. Well, I'm going to disagree with you here, Steve. I think that the premise of this game is solid. I mean, bearing in mind that I'm, you know, not a big fan. But one of the things I find a little annoying about wrestling games is that you're just always stuck in that ring. So they always kind of are having the same feel. There's very little sort of environmental interaction. I feel like um, by going outside of the ring, you would have the ability to, like, interact with more weapons, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, knock people into vehicles, sort of have lots of abilities to climb up on things and jump down on them. And it it just seemed like it was going to be sort of a rougher, more extreme environment. I do Mm. think, like... There's plenty of ways to do that well, and again, a game that does that well is Def Jam Fight for New York. Yeah. Um, and so I think that their premise was solid, and especially given how many N64 wrestling games there are. Yeah. Like, this is a way to very clearly differentiate yourself. Mm-hmm. What is not solid is everything about this game. Oh my let's, god. Oh let's my god. Let's start with the, the graphics just real quick. Oh yeah. So bear in mind, we played these games in order of release. Yeah. Um, so this, this is, is the, the last new, one. This is the last wrestling game on N64. Yeah. This game looks awful. Yeah. Oh, I my God. I cannot believe how awful the character models in this game are. The, the note I wrote when I was playing this was, a loose confederation of triangles with a grotesque, suffering human face stapled to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. what they look like. They, they, they are, they're, <laughs> like, I know, like, the to me, the, the benchmark was, like, the, the very first, like, WCW acclaimed game. I uh, forgot the name of it before Attitude. I was like, "Oh, that game looks bad. This looks worse than that. This yeah. game looks worse than that." Like first w- WWF acclaim game. It looks awful. This this is up there with one of the ugliest games on the N sixty four. I think. I think this could definitely hang with that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it plays like absolute shit. Like it just plays terribly. Uh, sometimes the camera will awkwardly shift to like a bird's eye view so you can see the whole stage, but your character is so sluggish and like is always kind of locked on your opponent. Mm -hmm. So there's no real room for exploration, you know, or at least not satisfying exploration. Uh, the combat feels very, again, very loose and unrelated to anything I'm doing with my hands. And the, the, the the sort of 
one thing they try to do is like give you a little mission structure for for each level. Like the first level, you're playing the loading dock, and they're like, "Give your opponent a seat." And like, yeah. I imagine what they want you to do is somehow pick up a seat from the car and hit them with it, or just but pull it never... up nicely and let them sit yeah. at the table, and then you serve them <laughs> they, a turkey. This this game has no kid like in game control menu. It does not tell you what each what each button does. No. And there were so many times where I would knock down my opponent and this screen would flash and say like aerial aerial opportunity. And I'm yeah. like, okay, they mean that I can like jump up on something and smash them. But like I don't know how to climb up on anything. I just was slamming all the buttons trying to run like in most games and nothing worked. I did it by mistake like, once, but yeah, it wasn't okay. satisfying. He got up by the time I landed on him, so like or by the time I landed and so he was fine. Yeah. It is just and not yeah, nothing feels responsive. The hit detection here is awful. Like oh, so many times mm. you sort of clip through your opponent and you'll you'll try to grab and it looks like you'll reach, but then you don't, and then they grab you. It's just and th- this game also seemed to have the fewest features. Um, yeah, very like bare bones. By far, there's there's sort of an exhibition match, but all of the levels are locked until you unlock them in the career mode, so you can only play in that loading dock. And yeah. then it only looked like there was about five different levels total. There's there's yeah. seven levels, and some of them do have multiple rooms that you can go back and forth between. I was never able to figure out how to do that. Um, I did get through a little bit further into the career mode in this one just because you can turn on TKOs. Like, you can just you can beat the shit out of somebody oh, until their life bar okay. goes away like a fighting game, just like a really slow fighting game. Uh, so I eventually got there with some of these matches, uh, I think the other gimmick here is that the fact that you have all these weapons in your ring. Uh, so you have like lead pipes and and wood and and crates and stuff like that. Ropes. Candlesticks, yeah, all of that. Yeah. And this, like, this is the, someone needs to reskin this game and call it like Mister Body Assault, and you can do levels you choose from as the Observatory, <laughs> the Pool, the Billiards Room. <laughs> I would play that more than this one again, actually. Yeah, but like. So I, I found uh, after a few uses with any of the weapons, they all just kind of turn into like Avengers Infinity War dust and kind of like drift away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't really matter what you're using. They're all going to disappear with that same effect and they're all going to be about the same strength. So a, a fluorescent light tube is going to last as long as a lead pipe, it, which like makes no sense at all. Unless that wasn't supposed to be a fluorescent light tube and I just completely misread the graphics on there. But it seems like that would be a thing you'd find at a loading dock. I don't right, know. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, uh, I did want to note the one thing that this all of these games have in common is a wacky sound effect whenever your guy gets hit in the nuts. Um, yeah. Which yeah. was... Uh, this which was probably the wackiest. This is the wacky. This is a clown horn. Uh, and everything else, it's like a bicycle ding. Mm-hmm. Like, but it amused me every time, because every time you do a nut shot to somebody, it goes ding. I don't know. Is that a thing that happens on the on the show as well, T.L.? No, it's not <laughs> that happens on the show. But I mean, it's supposed to it's supposed to it's supposed to like uh, replicate like a uh, the bell ring. Uh, you know, you hit him in the you hit him in the ding ding, as a wrestler, as a Pat Patterson would say. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I mean, obviously, the big thing that we're missing out on all of these games, since we're all in quarantine at the moment, is that uh, we can't really try out the multiplayer modes with other people in in the room, which is something I'd like to go back to eventually. Um, not necessarily with uh, Backstage Assault or uh, uh, ECW. I don't think I need to play those again. But I did play multiplayer modes, like just me against a bunch of bots, and it's the same issue again. Like the more players you have in there 
the more awkward it is trying to like target which one you're going to attack. Uh, I could never figure out which way to target opponents in this one if there's more than one. Uh, yeah, this is just a hot sloppy mess. Like I, I, I didn't see anything to like about this game. And not only yeah, is this. Was... Oh yeah, go, yeah ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, it's just there was just definitely a feeling like so many of these wrestling games. There's a sense of like I can't tell if this is bad because I don't like wrestling games or if it's just. This game, it was very clear that the game was just of a <laughs> tremendously low, low quality. I think somehow in this episode, we've played the two best and the two worst wrestling games on the system. Like, we're okay. it, that's that's extreme wrestling right there. That's extreme yeah. polarity in the wrestling. Uh, this here's, is really here's the here's the really oh, yeah, funny thing about this. Yeah. Um, so this game came out in 2000, right? Uh, yeah. This is also the last WCW uh, video game. It is also. Yes, WCW would then fold the next year in 2001 um, and then be bought by WWE. Uh, and that's kind so. of the end of like we've talked on the show before about like the Monday Night Wars period of, of professional wrestling that that kind of led into the Attitude Era. And that's what this was. This this effectively put the end to that. You know, this was WCW versus WWF. And now they're just all one shiny homogenous thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, not a great way to go out because uh, there were some WCW games before that were better than this. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they really went out uh, on a, a sour note with the last two EA games that they did. Um, but positive side for Woody, we're done talking about wrestling. We're done. We, we, and, and you know what? Over on patreon.com slash ultra64pod, you can hear us talk about Def Jam Fight for New York. So Game I was excited about. Absolutely. I'm still excited about it. And so you can hear us talk more about wrestling on there if you want. But as far as Nintendo 64 is concerned, we're done. We're done. That's that's the end of the line. Um, so I think there's nothing more to do but move on to our rankings. So each week we are ranking the games that we have just played uh, and then adding it to our master list. Um, I, I'll i go first on this one. I'll go first on this one. So um, I'm all over the map on this. Um, but let's start from the lowest going up. So, um, Backstage Assault is definitely the lowest game on this list for me. Uh, I'm putting it at number 201, and that is right underneath Off-Road Challenge, a boring-ass racing game I'll never think about. Uh, that's better than this. Uh, the next one working up would be, uh, uh, ECW Hardcore Revolution. Uh, I put this at number 197, just below WCW Nitro, which I thought was one of the worst of the, uh, WCW games. Uh, now getting into the good stuff. WrestleMania 2000. I really enjoyed. I'm putting that at number 52. Ooh. And then I'm putting No Mercy at 51 just above that. That puts it right below Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I, I had a great time with both of these games. I think they're really solid. I think they're a great example of what wrestling games should feel like, I think, to, to really differentiate them from fighting games and to really have something with their own personality. It took us a long-ass time, but I finally found some wrestling games that I like on the N64. And you found some wrestling um, games that you really didn't like. I found some <laughs> that I really, really... found those. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was easier to find. Um, 
How about I'll, I'll let's go over to Blake. Uh, mm. Blake, right now you only have wrestling games on your list, you lucky dog. <laughs> uh, and right now your your highest rated one is uh, WCW NWO Revenge, yep. and your lowest rated one is WCW Mayhem. Yes. So where are these slotting in for you? So I'll uh, do the same strategy as you. I'll start start at the bottom and going below WCW Mayhem. Uh, hitting number ten will be WCW Backstage Assault. Surprisingly enough. Yeah. Um, now going back to the top, um, number three, taking the place of WCW NWO world tour is ECW hardcore revolution. Now this is just from watching it and I'm sure my opinion will change very hardly from, uh, (laughs) with playing the game from what you guys have said. Um, right above that at number two is going to be WWF no mercy. And above that, hitting number one will be WrestleMania 2000, which will never change in my eyes. <laughs> okay, that's fair. You're, you're dug in. And you know what? If if No Mercy didn't exist, I would be throwing my hearty recommendation behind that one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go over to Woody next for your list. Uh, where where sure. are these ending up? I'm very curious. Um, it's actually quite similar to your placements. Um Go, cool. Yeah, there's there's many bad wrestling games on the N64, and the baddest of the bad was Backstage Assault, which I'm putting at number 205, which is yeah. under Mike Piazza's baseball. Um, e- the ECW game also was bad. Um, I'm putting it at number 196, which is also under Nitro. Okay. Uh, no, uh, sorry, WrestleMania 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked it was good setup for things um i'm putting it at number 68 on my list which is right under harvest moon and yeah wwf no mercy you know i it's clear that there's a high level of polish here i do feel fairly confident in saying wrestling games are just not for me i just find them too slow there's too much time of just someone sitting there being dazed Mm -hmm. um but I do think this is definitely the best wrestling game on the system. Um, I'm putting it number 48, which is right under Bomberman 64, which I think is even higher than you, Steve. Though it I is. Don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did. It's so weird how that always works out, but uh, we'll adjust that. Um, and how about for you, TL? Of these four games, how would you rank them? I think I've got a good idea. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, my ranking is a little bit easier. Um, uh, have you guys already done Pokemon Stadium 2? I, I, we have not yet. Okay. Have you done any of the Pokemon Stadium games? Neither, no. Okay, so I'm, I'm. This is me already inviting myself back for those games. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so in that case, I don't have to ruin anything. Um, uh, I'm going to go from bottom up. Uh, worst backstage assault is probably oh, yeah. my least favorite N64 game next to Daikatana ever. Um, oh my god, <laughs> Daikatana is the worst N64 game, but this is very close. It's a very bad. Uh, N64 game. Um, by virtue you know, of... You, oh, sorry. I was just going to say the one thing that I forgot to mention, that Backstage Assault, the thing that it most closely reminded me of is the single worst wrestling game I've ever played, and that's Simpsons Wrestling. Oh, jeez. So I've never played that. I have played a this, worst... This reminds me of that. I have played a worst wrestling game, um, and it was on the Xbox. Xbox wrestling games are actually worse than Backstage Assault. I oh, don't wow. know why. Um... Oh, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number three is um, ECW Anarchy, um, 
Uh, anarchy rules. Uh, anarchy rules? No, uh, that's the hard, hardcore revolution. Hardcore revolution. Yeah, yeah. They're, to me, they're all these game titles are just nonsense. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're <laughs> two sides of the they're two sides of the coin. Uh, but I've I've never been a huge fan of those acclaimed games. Um, even back then, they were something that I would play because I like wrestling. But it felt like playing like they they really felt like playing like with like unpo like like low articulation dolls, and it was just was never fun to play. Um, yeah. So. <sighs> The the question is is do I love No Mercy enough that I can give it a pass for not having a great career mode like WrestleMania 2000? And I do. I actually really do love <laughs> okay. No Mercy enough. So it will be number two will be WWF uh, WrestleMania 2000, and then number one would be WWF No Mercy. But it's a very close one and two. I think those games are really great. I don't think you can do a lot better in a wrestling game, especially for the N64. Um, yeah. I I just really really like those games. That's fantastic. Well, we did it, guys. We did it. That's this is easily this is uh, officially our longest episode. We made it. No. Yeah. Sorry, Woody. Sorry. You, I but gotta we're, tell we're... me to shut up sometimes because I talk. No, I never. <laughs> no, no. This is what this is why you're here. We need you. Yeah. Um. So uh, I made I made a commitment to talk the least in this episode of any episode, and I think I've stuck with that commitment. So yeah, I think you might have. I think you might have. But you know what? I I'm personally I'm proud of you for toughing these all out. I think you. you uh, uh, you you gave it a shot, and then at least now you can say you don't like uh, wrestling games on the N sixty four, and you know exactly what you're talking about, and, yeah, and uh, that's it's pretty pretty consistent. Um, well, thank you everybody for listening. We are Ultra sixty four podcasts on all of the different social medias. Blake Getch, my god, man, you've been here with all of these wrestling games. Thank yep, you so yep. much for uh, for toughing it out and for making the time. Uh, do you have anything to point people towards the social media or anything like that that you want to alert them to? Oh man, no, I don't. Not not at the moment. No, no, no. <laughs> no worries, no worries. If you see Blake in public, just say hi yes. and then say get back in your house because you're not supposed to be out in public right now. Uh, T. L. Foster, we have been so happy to have you here today, man. Thank you for making the time. Um, where can people find all of your awesome stuff? Sure, uh, I do. A million podcasts nowadays, um, especially yes. with, with everybody staying at home. Um, so yeah, um, I I do a, a show on uh, the Leisure Time Network called Vision Game. Uh, Vision Game Apocalypse. I, I do Vision Game Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yes, but no, you do. I mean, yes, I, that's I, how we I, met. Yeah, I, I, I have done that. But um, my my show is Cheap Podcast with one Matthew Allen, uh, where we look at the big four wrestling wrestling pay per views: WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. And we kind of do shows around there. We're going to actually be recording this week a WrestleMania recap show. So that's something to look forward to. I also talk about video games um, over on my own podcast network, which is PNB, uh, part of the PNB Podcast Network. We do a regular show where we just kind of shoot, shoot, um, as they say. We just, you know, joke <laughs> around and have fun. Um, and we also do like an RPG show. Uh, we have a great show called uh, Rant EXE, where we basically do really bad Dennis Miller and Bill Maher uh, impersonations and and make fake rants about video games. It's a really, really <laughs> fun time. Um, and yeah, and I just started shooting today a weekly news show uh, called Ooh. Past the Future Gaming News that should be going up on YouTube pretty soon, probably by the time this episode comes out, uh, where I'm going to look um, every either Monday or Tuesday, I haven't decided yet, with my uh, video editor. Uh, we're going to have a video that comes out looking at the different news for the week of that of coming up. So I have a lot of pies. I also wrote a short. <laughs> I also wrote a short film that was shot and I produced and is out there. And it's not bad. That's always well, there you go. 
Uh, the name of it is Rafiq Like Me. It was directed by Aziz Tuajeri, a good friend of mine uh, who I also met through Laser Time. Um, so uh, it's called Rafiq Like Me. It is live on YouTube, on his YouTube, to uh, Two Way uh, Two Way Jerry Productions. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's my, fantastic. That's my list of of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good solid list. That's a good solid list. We've been very happy to have you. Uh, thank you so much for making the time, everybody. Um, next week, we are jumping back in time a little bit. We are going to be playing uh, the Retro Collection Midway's Greatest Arcade Hits Volume 1. And uh, I forget exactly what's on those games, but there's going to be a lots of classic Midway arcade I, I games. Know, I know one game that's on there. Is that your Robotron? That's my Robotron. Yeah, we love some Robotron on this show. So we're going to be playing some of that next week. So tune in for that. Thank you, everybody. If you can smell what I'm cooking, it's probably rice. Ooh, That's it. Uh, I'm just I'm, cooking rice. I'm, I'm coming over then. <laughs> I'm a nice man. Yeah, I'm a nice man.